Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What happens when the legal pot growers do not play by the rules? company in question is Cantrust. It's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, medicinal grower in our country, uh, now accused of uh, growing pot in hidden, unlicensed rooms where health inspectors could not see. And uh, this came to light because of a whistleblower who uh, claims to have worked at the company and reported it to Health Canada, um, claiming that his job was to hang up uh, white walls to hide the plants. And so they investigated and they pulled thousands of kilos of illegal pot and took it away. But the bigger question at hand is, you know, uh, you know, if the legal growers can't follow the rules, then how are they any better than the black market guys? Let's ask someone who is very knowledgeable in this particular industry, Brad Polis. He's a pot expert professor all as well over at Ryerson's Ted Rogers School of Business. Hey, Brad, good to have you. Hi, Alex. So, so I was a little surprised by this. I mean, Cantrust is a very, very big company. But then when you look at the track record, you know, of the infractions, they've had many, many infractions over the last four years. And I would think in an industry where Health Canada and the federal government are trying to kind of establish how it will roll out, um, and there's been so many issues and problems with it, you would think that they'd want to be setting a real clear message to any legal grower that there are there's no room for infraction here. Uh, I suspect that Health Canada will try to send a fairly strong message to the industry as a result of this, for sure. It's not good. No, it's not. not but, yeah, it, they've had many infractions, uh, you know, mold issues, growing issues, uh, too much stock. But this one, I mean, the allegation is pretty serious, that they were trying to grow pot in unlicensed room where Health Canada would not have looked. And so they do risk losing their license, which I think a lot of people, I'm not trying to pick on them, but they are the subject of the story, would say, okay, those are very coveted licenses. They should lose it. It's possible. Uh, health, it's one of the options that Health Canada has. Um, it would certainly send a very strong message, uh, but there would obviously be some other repercussions to it as well. Health Canada could also just suspend their license for a time, which is maybe a more likely occurrence. Uh, and then, of course, they could just fine them up to a million dollars. Certainly. I mean, when it, when you're going into this business, the licenses themselves to grow are extremely hard to get, right? And so part of the agreement of getting a license is that you have to allow for health inspectors to go in and check out the, whatever you plant. And, and there are a lot of rules as to where you can plant, what you can plant, and how much of it you can plant, correct? Uh, absolutely, yes. And more importantly, uh, where you can plant. So the licensed space versus non-licensed. So how difficult then is it, um, you know, for them to adhere to these to these rules? Well, it shouldn't be that difficult to adhere to the rules. You just have to decide to do that. Um, I think what's more important is how easy it's to skirt them. And you know, for a while, I think it's perhaps been a little easier than it will be going forward, because there's been so much pressure on Health Canada to license facilities. Um, they've relaxed a few, uh, you know, a few of the not the regulations, but sort of the way that they 
um, uh, implement the regulations, for example, allowing people to send video and photographic evidence as opposed to um, having to send an auditor to check every single detail. But would, now, they have, would they have gotten the training to look for this kind of stuff? I mean, you know, the bottom line is this is about money. It's a big industry and it's a lucrative industry, but there have been a lot of pressures on it. I mean, mainly that there's a major pot shortage. And so is Health Canada trained to, to know what to look for as far as some of the tricks of the trade? Oh, certainly if they're on site, I think that they would be more than capable of, of detecting that. But this was a this was photographic evidence that was that was I won't say doctored, but but, um, you know, it was a photograph that was sort of um, composed, if you will. So um, that's obviously you know, we don't we don't train government employees to, to detect, you know, photographic how, how, pokery, if you will. Well, how often do you think this is happening? I don't think I, I was pretty surprised by this. I don't think it's happening, you know, that that often. Um, I really hope that this is a, an isolated case. If not, it's it's not going to be good for the industry or Canada's reputation in it. No, I wouldn't think so. But the problem is when you get a company this big and they're one of the biggest growers, if in fact they do get their license suspended, what will that do to the market? Well, that's the thing. I think there will be a ripple effect. So, and in many ways. So, likely, when you say the market, I'm assuming you mean the stock market. For no, sure. well, they're gonna they're gonna pay the price at the stock market. I'm talking yeah. about the pot market. I mean, they supply. I would think, is it Ontario oh, or Canada? Why? Yeah. So, if in the short run, it would be a little bit of a knock on the market for sure, because yeah, they are one of the larger um, suppliers. They have some sixty or seventy thousand uh, patients that they serve. So, those patients obviously would have to switch over to other medical cannabis suppliers and and there'd be obviously some time for that. So that would be a huge inconvenience to them and and of course would put pressure on an already a market that's already under pressure in terms of supply. Well, certainly it'll keep the black market booming because if people can't get it from their legal sources, they'll just go to their guy in the parking lot. Sure, this is a boon to the to the illicit market. There's no question about that. And is there, and I don't know, I could be putting you on the spot with this question, is there a, a pressure for the legal growers, um, you know, to, to maximize and try to push out as much as they can, given the fact that there is a shortage? Oh, sure, that, that's one of the, if you're a CEO of a publicly traded company in an industry like this, you've got pressure points coming at you from about 10 different directions. And, and sure, that's one of them. But also another one of them is keeping your license and complying and, and you know, given how easy it is now for any news to get out. It's really surprising that this sort of thing would be tried. It is, and, uh, you know, it certainly begs the question that they'll have to uh, set some rules and certainly follow through with them, but we'll stay tuned and see what the actual consequence is. I've been watching their stock price. They have been hammered mm, over sure. the last week, so no question there's uh, probably a lot of heated mm, meetings. I, I, I think as well as a, as a result of this, you know, talking about ripple effect, not just through the stock market, but I, I, as well, I think Health Canada will, will most likely step up um, in in-person audits and obviously just just perhaps, you know, use a little bit of a, a closer eye when auditing new licensees. And, you know, that's that's also going to cause um, a slowdown in the number of new licenses. So Yeah, absolutely. There's consequences for, for sure. All right, Brad, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us. Anytime. Thanks, Alec. That is Brad Polis joining us on Point on Global News Radio.